everybody, and welcome back to Rise of the Podcast. I'm Jeremy. I'm Kara. I'm Brownie. And this is our first 19th episode. <laughs> no, no, today's theme is like first. So we'll get into that. But guys, 19 podcast episodes. What do you think? It's amazing. I was actually thinking about that, and um, I saw a patient the other day. And I, I realized, I looked at the last time I saw him, I was like, we were already about four podcasts in by the time I saw that patient. And now I'm seeing it again. We've wow. been doing this too long. You should have talked about podcast number four last time, and then you can talk about <laughs> podcast number 19 this time. And seriously, what, what did we talk about podcast four? I have no idea. We're in stage <laughs> one You guys still. let us know what we talked about in podcast four. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, well, you well, just uploaded everything to iTunes. So mm-hmm. And I've been going back and listening to them, too. Well, so what was four? I don't remember. Podcast six was our first one out here, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we've already been here 13 podcasts then? Yep. yep. Three months Dang. in a week. Anyways, I'm super <laughs> I'm super excited. <laughs> Sorry, I'm super excited to move to the next because we had all these funny two minutes of pre-roll like we normally do. And so we had we're burning through all these really funny stories. So the theme for this week is like, like first. So Chris, you had mentioned your first job. What was your first job? Chris? My first job was a lot of people's first jobs. I worked at a McDonald's. Oh <laughs> I remember you working at McDonald's. And uh, so, I mean, I like, not. I guess, it, well, it really how old were you? I, I was 15. It really depends on how you break down for his job. Like, I mowed lawns for cash, but right. okay, the, well, my first W4 job. Yeah, there yeah, you go. There go. Yeah, there you go. First W4 job was at a McDonald's, and I was 15 years old. Minimum wage was five fifteen an hour. Oh, yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. I loved working there, actually. It was it was to the point where I thought I was going to work there my whole life. This is, this is the story oh, that I always gosh. tell when I talk about working. For McDonald's. Like, I love the people that I worked with. I was really good at my job. The first day that I worked, I was getting trained in on the grill. And, you know, it's not complicated if you're paying attention. They make right. it pretty much idiot-proof. Because if you have a bunch of 14, 15, 16-year-olds running around, you want to make it as simple as possible. Right. So I picked it up right away. And then my trainer's like, well, do you want to learn how to do, like, the assembly line? I'm like, sure. And I picked that up. It's like, it's not that hard. There's, like, eight different ingredients. Yeah. So it's hard to mess that up. <laughs> It tells you what you, what goes on each sandwich. So, uh, basically, within an hour of me starting working there, my trainer was like, "Well, I'm out of things to teach you for today, so I'm gonna go home." He <laughs> <laughs> just winged it from there. Yeah, so I just ran the grill and then jumped on the assembly line when needed for the thing, and I actually ended up picking up a closing shift that day. So I learned how to do all the closing stuff the oh first day gosh. too. So it was just like all this stuff. Anyway, so that's a long version of a short story, but um, I. Like, I really liked working there. I was good at it. So then I got promoted pretty early to being a crew trainer. So there's crew members, crew trainers. Then there's, like, shift managers. Then it goes up from there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it was like, man. And then they have, like, really cool programs for working with you. If you're going to college, you can work at a McDonald's, and they'll help with tuition or cover tuition, depending on what you want to do, and try right. to place you in the company or a store or something when you graduate. Like, they have all these great opportunities for people. But the whole experience got soured for me when minimum wage jumped all the way up to six fifteen an hour, and I think at the time I was making like six ten an hour, and they weren't going to give me any of the oh. the differential. They basically, neg- they negated your raises. Yeah. yeah so, so if you'd worked yourself up to five seventy five when it went to six fifteen, you just started over at six fifteen. Yeah. Mm. Well, well, some of us that was the case. A lot of people got whatever their difference was. Just at, they just got an extra buck an hour. What? But they didn't do that for you. They didn't do that for me. And I was what? in the I was in the manager training program thing. So I was still a trainer, but then I was trained to be a manager. So I was starting to run shifts and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
and they wanted me to make the same amount as the as the people who were just coming in off the street and starting to right. work I'd there. I'd be like, um, no, you will give me a raise or I'm gone. Bye. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And they're like, it's not happening. I was like, okay, see ya. And I just walked out. And yeah. That was my yeah, last that's right. day working there. That's right. But um, um I but it was it was a great job and I think I learned a lot of like life skill things. Like I was not a very outgoing person. I'm still not particularly outgoing. You just but you learn put your to, voice out there on the internet for everybody to listen to. <laughs> well, this is easy. <laughs> uh, exactly. But I didn't I learned how to, you know, be a part of a group and mm-hmm. how to work together and like what like leadership means and all this all these Core fundamental work skills I gained there, and I thought it was—it's a great place to initially start working. Just don't get screwed over. <laughs> right, right. How long did you work there? I worked there for a year and a half. Oh, <laughs> so um, <laughs> I, I had a job that was close to what you did. I yeah. worked at the gas station for eight years. So. Okay. Oh you, man, close, close. Well, that's a different. That's story, a different. That's a lot of different stories. So, but Jeremy, I, what was your first? I worked at Perkins. Was my very first W four collecting job. And so, if you don't know, Perkins is, I guess, similar to like Denny's or well, Country Kitchen if you have them. I don't uh, think so. It, Maybe it Midwest. It's Perkins. definitely Midwest, if not but nationwide. I know they but they just went bankrupt, didn't they? They did, actually. I was going to say all Perkins and down there. Yeah, so they used to be a 24-hour style diner, yes. but then... Jumped down to just midnight. Ago, yeah, they, yeah, they've started reducing hours, but... So I was, a, I was a dishwasher at Perkins, and that was a really good experience because that was what it was like to work. Now, the fun thing about being a dishwasher and being the same age as you, 15, is you can only work for, like, four to six-hour shifts, like... A couple times a week. Yeah. So it's and like you can't work past certain hours. Right. Either. Like you can't work past 10 o'clock at night. Yep. And so it was the same thing, 5.15 an hour. Um, depending on the waitress, they might give you a couple tips depending on what they collected. It wasn't mandatory, but they might cut that in. But I mean, I would bust tables. I would, you know, do the dishes, clean up any spills and stuff like that. And so one of the um, toughest experiences I had is so you had a food just garbage disposal mm-hmm. that disposed or garbaged into a garbage can. So you'd take the plate off the lot, like you'd have a where the trays would come in. You'd dump all the food down the garbage disposal, hit a button, it would grind it up into a goop. That would then dump into <laughs> yeah, it would dump into a garbage. <laughs> then you put the plate in the Hobart, the dishwasher, the Hobart, the corner. Awesome. That thing was so sweet. Except plates came out of that at like two hundred degrees. Wait, you know, is it one of those things? It's like a plastic like. You yep. lay the plates in there, shove it in, shut the lid. Yep, and then like in like ninety seconds, yeah. they're clean and sanitized. Dang that thing! I mean, I mean you think you'd open it up and okay. it was just like a. Sh- they need come that out. in the dental world because right now it takes like twenty minutes for anything to sterilize. <laughs> yeah, you open somebody's mouth up. <laughs> <laughs> clean now, next. Uh, <laughs> you, Kara does that to people who eat Oreos before they come to their appointments. Um, that's an old. That's an old Tim Allen bit. Is it really? Yeah, he's he's like, why do we always brush our teeth before we go to the dentist? It's like, I'm just going to do nothing but eat Cheetos and Oreos. It's like, fix that, you expletive. <laughs> it's a good bit. Oh, um, that would kill me. So, yeah, so this was, this was my, my worst night at Perkins was I, uh, I, I always changed the garbage when it got half full. No more food than that because it was so heavy, just yep. pure sloppy Ugh, wet food. Food waste is, is always it, just the grossest. It, most it is. Awful I feel thing. though it stinks it too. It, like it, 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 uh, it was know, fresh it, enough that little it, pancakes, some chicken, some peas. I, you know, I didn't, just pancakes always. The pie. The pancake <laughs> always smells good. 
mixed with well, you know, everything good. fish. Good. Well, what really sad is kids would order burgers. That was always a shocking one. They'd get a kid's meal with a burger, and they wouldn't touch the burger, but they'd just eat the fries, and that was it. And parents, I'd, I'd throw full burgers down the garbage disposal. It takes a few um, bites off of it. <laughs> so I remember um, everybody's, lunch. everybody's had that rush um, rush hours or whatever where it's really busy. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we got like two buses pulled up, oh, two high school teams come in. <clears throat> we get swamped. I am going as fast as I possibly can to get the dishes turned around. Little 15-year-old Jim here. Yeah, I was. Scraggly little uh, arms. Scraggly right? little arms. It comes into play. <laughs> yeah, it comes into play. So the garbage got 90% full. And I finally, like, if we had the big red, like, lever that you pull and then the, the steam whistle goes off and stops all production, <laughs> it got to the point where I had to pull that equivalent figurative whistle to stop production so I could change this garbage. So it was like, first thing I do is tie it up. I go to lift it out. It is not going. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> so I tip the garbage can over on its side, and I drag it out. And I was like, I did it. <laughs> so I get, and I'm like, well, I can't drag it because it's going to rip the bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I grabbed a snow shovel because it was winter, and I put a snow shovel underneath the thing, and then I pulled the snow shovel and drug it out on a snow shovel. How, how Your heavy dad would, would you, be proud of you. How heavy would you estimate that would be? In all plausibility, 90 to 100 pounds, I'm guessing. Oh, just like, imagine like a bean bag. <laughs> yes. That's just right. full of water. <laughs> yes, that's exactly just what it felt like. Just water. Yeah, just so, like, un- yeah. So you that's know, the worst. I've restaurant, very similar things. Yes, restaurant garbage can, uh, uh, dumpsters right are like five feet tall before yeah. you get the garbage yeah. in so I, I'm like okay I try to lift this thing and my first lift is like an inch and a half off the ground I'm like okay I can do this I can do this momentum is my friend so I get the garbage bag and I'm like I get it back and I go swing forward and it's like it's going like I go up a foot at this point I'm like I can do this so I swing it back two I get it to just almost clear the lid I'm like I can do this I back up and as I go to get it right when it clears the ground the bottom bus open and it sprays 90 pounds of food garbage just third swing momentum energy transferred just plastered into the front of the garbage dumpster was there any backsplash oh no thank you I mean it was just it was so it was because you know they're they're angled, you know the angle at a lip, so it yeah. just it all just funneled into just this job of the hut pile mess of uh. just food garbage sludge, and then so I didn't know what to do. I was like, oh, I'm supposed to throw the garbage away. So I got my manager, and my manager came back out, and they're like, clean it up. Uh, no. I was like, but it was a. It, she's like, yeah, that that's your job. You're like, you take the garbage out and you clean up messes. <laughs> this is a mess. Clean it up. So oh. said show snovel, sh- said snow shovel by the seashore. <laughs> I sat there for about a half hour and shoveled up that entire bag gross. of garbage into the dumpster. I raw. feel like I would have puked. It That's was pretty gross. gross. Oh. It was pretty gross. And so that was just permanently ingrained in my brain. I will never forget that because it was like you know I thought the plan through, I executed the plan, and unforeseen circumstances. And the plan executed you. Yes. <laughs> and so it was like, but you know, it, like hindsight, it's hilarious. It's an awesome yeah. story. I won't forget it. You know, but just man, terrible in the moment. Oh, spraying. What's, you know. what's your thing about? Oh, time plus tragedy equals Co- yeah comedy. comedy. Yeah, comedy equals time plus tra- or tragedy plus time. There you go. Um, so yeah, that it's was not really tragedy, but no, yeah, that was funny. my like you know first story. But I, I had some good things too. Like um, we got to make waffles, oddly enough, as the dishwasher. So if the, oh you had like the big turny over waffle iron thing. Yeah. So if you were doing dishes and you were in the middle of doing something, and somebody ordered a waffle, the line cooks would yell out, "Drop a waffle." <laughs> 
So you'd have to go into the you'd have to go into the cold walk-in uh, fridge and grab the batter or whatever, and then you'd dump it in and make the waffle. But I mean, the waffle mix smells heavenly. I mean, it is I'm really, sure. really what good. What a weird Waffles responsibility to give to a well, dishwasher. Right. And so the line in the cook was here, right? And the waffle maker was literally on the other side of literally the, it's the a leader. wall. Yeah. I like a liter of cola. And uh, um, we were we were picking on um, one of my coworkers was showing me a video about my friend is doing drywall and he's mudding and taping, and he showed me this awesome contractor YouTuber that he found, and the guy's from Canada. And he always goes, oh, and so if you follow this process, <laughs> and so it's just, so anyways, he just drives him nuts that this guy says process, you know, and, uh, but anyway, so yeah, the, the, on the other side of the wall or however <laughs> I said it, is so they just didn't have access to it. So it was like, they just had the dishwasher as the side we were on. So yeah, we would quit what we were doing and go make a waffle. You get How often ladle. do they get like sprayed by the hose? Oh no, that was out of reach. Okay, the waffles—they were. I feel like safe. that's not super sanitary. Yeah, I, I, don't, mean, I don't want like, the dishwasher area to be where my waffles. <laughs> I'm not ordering waffles. Right? Well, I mean, that's why they're bankrupt. Yeah, the right. waffle, waffle Yeah, the big waffle scandal. Waffle gate. <laughs> waffle gate. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was um that was one of the fun things. But sometimes um you'd see like. Every crazy food place has funny stories. So sometimes the chefs would make, like when it was closed or slow, when it was overnights, they'd make like a 20-egg omelet or just do stuff for the sake of doing it, you know, like having a good time. We made the one-second hamburger at McDonald's. What? What's that? What's that? That's you. like trying to assemble the sandwich as fast as you could. And In so, one second? Yeah, so basically we, we had everything like set out already. So it's from the moment the bun came out of the bun toaster to it being wrapped. It was like one point. Two seconds or something. It's like so a, it's like a, a, a NASCAR pit crew or whatever. No, that's like exactly a, what it is. We had one person that would like because the assembly line you could run as a single person. But right. At at full capacity, there is a person that just feeds the bun toaster, someone who does ketchup and mustard, somebody who does the intermediary toppings, a person who does cheese, and then the person who does the meat or chicken and then wraps it. Hmm. So we had the full lineup. And we're like, let's see how fast we can make a hamburger. <laughs> so, like, so hamburger, it just it's ketchup mustard, then blah, and then it skips past the cheese guy, and right to the guy going, and he's like, it was so fast. I could not believe how quick we did it. it That's was cool. awesome. Impressive. What I was gonna say when you were telling your uh, McDonald's or just telling us about McDonald's was you had taught me some cool like combinations that you used to do. So it's like. You know, mm, you yep. could ask for a Big Mac, but with quarter meat. That was always amazing. That was my jam for the longest time. Yep. That was such a good sandwich. It's so much better than a, a regular Big Mac. It, with it, what? So how, how much does a Big Mac patty weigh? Uh, it's, oh, what is it? Uh, it's like 3.2 ounces or something. So you'd ask for a Big Mac, but get quarter the meat on a quarter pounder on a Big Mac. So that your Big Mac goes from normal to like a, just a really Man. good burger. It's one tenth of a pound, whatever that is. Okay, got it's it. One point six ounces. Sorry. Okay, so okay, so then, two of them is three point two. Got it. Gotcha. That's awesome. Anyway, so then, um, um, so you, you, what was another? Oh, McChicken, um, and Swiss cheese. Oh no, yeah, McChicken and Swiss. Yep. You do the McChicken and Swiss. Didn't you also get a McChicken and a McDouble together or something? Well, like that? I, I so one that I really like to do is I would do Big Mac, one quarter pound patty, one McChicken piece. Interesting. So it was like, so, like, sort of like the a weird version of that combination. But I always thought that was the coolest thing. I felt like awesome when I would go to the drive to him, like, "Can I get a Big Mac with quarter meat, please?" And they'd be like, "Uh, sure, sure." <laughs> and like, they have buttons on the registers for doing all this. Yeah, stuff, for too. doing this. So stuff. it's not like sure. it's impossible for them to figure out how to charge you for it. Right. 
Interesting. All right, Kara, spill the beans. First job. Well, okay. Technically, I don't know if you want to consider W-4. It was seasonal. At 15, I did work at the tree farm first. Oh, that's right. You did trees for your first job. I made wreaths. Made wreaths. Many, many much wreaths. And like from like a saxophone? No, no. Wreaths. 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 I was saying wreaths. Kara's grinding down. She's got a deli slicer, you know, or whatever. Taking the stick and cutting it. Cutting the wedge. So Wreaths sounds a lot more pain in the butt than making wreaths. Wreaths. I had no idea that they have like a solid metal frame that all yeah. the, the pine boughs are attached to. So that was, my, that was my first seasonal job. I'll talk about my first full-time job. But So the seasonal job, I made wreaths. My boss, or there's two boss. There's the, like the wreath kind of boss, and then there's the tree area boss. The tree boss, he, for the first probably year, called me Tara. No. And I... Hold you on, know, your name's not Tara? <laughs> all right. <laughs> and... He, he would just call me Tara. I was like, okay, whatever. Being the northern Minnesota girl I am, I was like, eh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Fine. I guess my name's Tara. Yep. I'm Finally, Tara his wife was like, it's Kara. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, so funny. She finally corrected him. But I was their best wreath maker. Bev will even tell you that. Is your name on, like, the wall? Do you have uh, the be. Hall of Fame? The Hall of Wreath Fame? <laughs> right, it should be. They put a wreath around your picture. <laughs> <laughs> what do they do, like Ivy or whatever, you know, like uh, right. Ivy Rap? But, okay, so then what was your so first full-time job? My first full-time job was at Wendy's. I interviewed for that job before the building was even done. I remember how big of a deal. I remember hearing about Wendy's Yeah. when it was coming to town. So when I applied, it, the, the building was still partially done. It like... <laughs> It was not pretty. Um, and there was a mailbox at the end of the driveway that had the applications in it. So I grabbed one of those. And when I went in to do my interview, it was actually in the contractor's trailer. Oh. <laughs> That's how, like, unfinished the building was. Uh, I have a sl- When I worked at Applebee's, it was the same thing. They were yeah. remodeling the thing. So we were in a contractor's trailer. It's, ca- it's so tight and just compact. And yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I remember during my interview, like, I didn't really even talk about any experience I had because I was like a little 16-year-old, you know, whatever. What experience do you have? I like hair. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about my dad's duster. Oh, there you go, cars. That's always a good thing. I thought he wore just like a cool trench coat. (laughs) Vehicle duster. Oh, okay. Like a 1974, I think it was. Anyway, so I worked there for a while. We talked about my dad's feather duster. (laughs) It just dawned on me. (laughs) Oh, he uses it to remove dust. No, you you were talking about the duster. I was talking about the coat like a cowboy. Oh, yeah. I thought a feather duster. (laughs) (laughs) We're all on different (laughs) dusters. Did they know explicitly you were talking about a car? Yes, he knew exactly. Oh, you know those funny things where people are talking about one thing, but they work out for another thing? Yeah. Yeah. That would have been funny. You know, it's like, oh, you know. We talked about my dad's duster. He really Cleans up the competition. <laughs> uh, was this with Paul then? Yeah. yeah, it was. It yeah, was Paul. And funny thing, my my first hygiene job was just down the road from where Paul lives. Oh, interesting. Yeah, small world. So, but um, so yeah, I worked there eleven years. That is um, that is a long time for that type of yeah. job. Yeah, I I mean I think I was twenty seven when I quit. You don't want to be working fast food in your twenty, late in your twenties. That's just don't do it. I mean, you were a manager. You'd work. I your was way. a manager, but like, so when I quit, some of the people there were talking about like wanting raises, basically to where I was getting paid, and I'm like, 
I'm a manager. I've been here 11 years. You guys have been here like five years. No. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Um, but but when I started, yeah, minimum wage is 515. Yep. So. Is this 04 that you started? 04. Yeah. Yep. So when I actually, when I went to train, again, the building wasn't finished. So I was supposed to go out to the London Road Wendy's to train. I didn't know there was a London Road Wendy's. <laughs> so I went to the Miller Hill Mall Wendy's. I for thought you were going to say you went to London. <laughs> <laughs> the London Wendy's. Right? Uh, Paul. Cheerio. Yeah. <laughs> chip, chip, and a cheerio. <laughs> I can't. I was like, yes, to do an English accent for a, a, I'd like a, like a baconator, please. You know, or whatever, you know, British accent for that. No, that was, that was an accent anyway. Good job. Yeah. Right, I mean, there you go. So I showed up to the Miller Hill Mall Wendy's and I was like, I'm here for my training. And they were like. We didn't hire you. <laughs> and so poor little me, I'm like, what? So they finally were like, well, you should go to the London Road one because they're probably the ones who hired you. So, But right. that was kind of devastating for little 16-year-old me. Um, <laughs> I was trained on sandwiches first, and I was there. I worked the second day we were open. Wow. It was Packed. insane. Yeah. I, I mean, remember the, that was a big deal. Being coming was. from a small town, having a Wendy show up was a big deal. Yeah. We're in a big city now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Everybody came from anywhere to come to Wendy's. That's why I'll, I have a lot of funny stories at Wendy's, you know, like the one where David smashed into the back of my car. And, um, Did like, I tell you about the lady who re rented me at Wendy's? No. So it was, she was doing something. She had this enormous, like, F950 or something like that. <laughs> a Megatron. <laughs> 20 sets of tires on the back, you know that. It's Megatron or whatever. Right. Or uh, Optimus Prime. So, like, this lady who's, like, about 5,000 years old, driving this truck that, like, she has 40 phone books stacked up so she can see. It's like right. in, in, in uh, Secret Life of Pets. Yeah, too, yeah, the yeah. The lady yeah. with the cat's driving Like, it. literally the oldest, most person who, sh like, if when you think of this giant, obnoxious truck, you don't think little old lady. Right. And it's like, I don't know if she, like, borrowed it from somebody or stole it. I don't know this lady's life, but she has this truck. <laughs> And she decides it's a grandson's truck. And she decided she's going through Wendy's in this freaking thing. And I'm in my car, the same car I've had for the last five, six years. And I was like sitting there waiting. All of a sudden, pff, right in like I I was in park because I was waiting. Right. So and you know how you get a little bit of roll and then you're just like stop. Yep. So it's like I go, I lurch forward and then it's like stop and I'm like into my steering wheel. Oh man. <laughs> Wait, this was like within the last five years, you said? This was like this was like two years ago only. What? Yeah. It, like, she didn't hit me hard enough. Like it, it scratched the crap out of my bumper, but it didn't break it. Right. Right. Uh, so like, so I look back, and this this all I see in my rearview mirror is just like ram or something. <laughs> right. Like, the, that's just one hundred percent filled with the grill of this vehicle. <laughs> I can't. I so like I I had enough room to like open my door, and I look back. And I just see like knuckles on the steering wheel. So I walk back to the thing and it's like, excuse me, you just smashed into the back of my car. I didn't see you there, Sonny. And she's like, oh, sorry. And she like backs up or whatever. And I was like, oh, should you be driving this? She's like, right. she's like, oh. And I was like, and I looked at my car and there's like, there's nothing wrong with my car. There's nothing wrong with hers. Right. So I was like, there's no reason to like do No reason to get the authorities it. involved. But it's like seriously, you know. It's like all I'm, I can envision is this little old granny knuckles. Just no, that's <laughs> literally that's all I could see from where I, where I was standing was hands. She hands you her insurance card. It's from like 1952. Yeah. Right. 
Do you I want to see win. my driver's license? It was just like I I couldn't believe like so like I went from like insanely mad to trying to figure out how this combination of things. So imagine the, the in the entirety of space time, so many things had to happen so that this old lady had this massive absurd truck right ram into the back of the Wendy's <laughs> in cloquet. Well, it's like uh, light uh. travels for you know. How many, you know, how long of a distance just to get absorbed by your eye and be done, you know, yeah. whatever. Well, technically it doesn't even get absorbed by your eye, it gets reflected out, but right. then the signal of it gets Right, just hits your eye and then, you know, you're whatever. But, I mean, it's, like, crazy it to think to about. And so all your existence, come, you know, comes to this one point as a lady ramming you with her yeah. giant it's like, it's like, how how does this even happen? You know, and like and like it like it was a solid hit, and I'm surprised that it didn't break anything. Right, right, right. But if like you know, if you look at my back bumper, it's all scratched up and everything, and it's mostly from that. So did she, she just didn't see you? No, yeah, she couldn't. Like, there's no way she could see anything that was closer than 20 feet away from her. So you know, like how because you're supposed angle, to, because like you, yeah. you've been in a big truck where the hood goes out forever, yeah, and right. then if your objective angle is so low True. I guess that like you have a big blind spot in front of your car. I've never had that problem, so I get you. Know. So yeah, it was, it was just one of those things where it's like the all the math worked out that like she just comes blazing around the corner like I'm getting me some hot nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> she was excited to get those. So, so she's been it, alive nine thousand years and never had a hot nugget, <laughs> right? Oh, and try this new spicy nugget. Or she ate a spicy nugget and she just oh, it's right. <laughs> hits the gas and okay. takes off. So spicy. I, it is kind of a same subject, change subject. So spicy. We had a spicy jalapeno sandwich okay. when I was working. And we sold tons of them, whatever. And so I, during the middle of the day, I got to get a call at Wendy's. And I asked him, like, hello, Wendy's. And this person was like, um, yeah. So I was just there, and I had your, your spicy jalapeno sandwich, and it gave me butt burns. <laughs> Straight up. It gave me butt burns. We'd like a different one. What? Like, it's already gone through. You've eaten it well, and yeah. processed That's it. That's just it. It's like, you want another one, but you just said it gave you the butt burns. Yeah. What makes you think a second one's going to be any better? Yeah. Or maybe that's just an experience that they liked. And like, I would right, like one butt burn sandwich for free, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So yeah, that would, that blew me away. That I is like people. Why? Yeah, it's like I had a terrible experience, but I'll give you another chance. Right. If it's free. Yeah, if it's free. <laughs> the jalapenos aren't going to burn coming out this time. <laughs> That's yeah, really like, funny. Yeah, anybody who is upset after they eat something spicy, knowing that it's spicy going into it, right? It's just it's like, ridiculous. It has jalapenos on it. Which is honestly not like the worst spice ever. Either. No, but I mean, for people like me, jalapenos are spicy. <laughs> so, but you yeah. wouldn't complain if you're like, I'll have no. the jalapeno nachos, right. and then you're like, oh, oh, the so hot. exactly. <sighs> so, okay, would you have a standout story? So you got spicy. Oh yeah, sorry, I hijacked your Wendy's no. experience to tell no, my it's car crash totally story. Okay. <laughs> your guys' stories are hilarious. Well, so you've been there for so, eleven years. You got to have a hilarious one. So every Tuesday, and this is kind of gross, but super funny um so every tuesday the same family would come into wendy's every tuesday okay describe in gratuitous detail this family please okay wait wait we have, our police, tell we have a police sketch artist <laughs> on standby to make a rendition of said family i think one of the one of the people is a teacher anyway they would come into wendy's they would stay there for like three or four hours what yeah they would just they would order every their food. tuesday every tuesday wow. yep they would just sit there 
I, I remember his name. I don't remember anybody else's name. But anyway, so they brought in their grandpa with them every time. This old guy. Okay. Community and service. we <laughs> began to realize that when this family would come in, the toilet, the men's no. bathroom, would always have just a spray of poop. No! All over oh, no. the back wall oh. every single Tuesday. And we were like, what is going on? And we finally Toxic realized. Tuesdays. Seriously, we finally realized that the grandpa would go in there every Tuesday. And when he so there's was a done, plot here. They didn't he, want to clean it up. He probably had one bowel movement a week. <laughs> so they brought Grandpa to Wendy's, and they did not leave until he's like, "Oh, I got to use the bathroom." He he does his business. That's their yeah, that's their evil plan for the week. And they they're like, we like you. baconators, and we don't like cleaning up after, after grandpa. grandpa. Right, so yeah, there'd just be this spray of poop, like uh, not any little spray of poop. It was like all over the back of the toilet, like the back wall of the Ugh. toilet. Just so when we would clean floors, we used to have a watering can, and we would water the floor. You know, you get to spread the water around, scrub it and everything. So what they would do is they'd fill that up with the t- the floor cleaner. Rinse off the back oh, yeah. and then take I'd the hit scrub. That with a mop. Absolutely. They, they took yeah. the scrub brush, scrub that down, and then squeegeed it off. Yeah, you should have called Perkins and borrowed their steam sprayer. Right. <laughs> Just steam clean. They the tried wall. to get me to go clean it one time, and I looked at them. I was like, "Nope, men's bathroom. You're doing it." Yeah. <laughs> also, oh yeah. There, there you go. Was, we're, we were talking about something similar to this. And, like, be, that's technically, you need to have, like, a biological... I think I told you this story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, you, if, like, you're not obligated to do it unless you actually have, like, a certification. Oh, training to clean up. Waste. Yeah. Which I did not. None of us did. So, so I'm just like, what yeah. do you do? But, oh, so, that, like, I had a, not over many, many years worth of time, but it was probably, like, the third day that I worked there. Because I was the the FNG, right? They a very similar thing happened in our bathroom. They sent me to go and clean it. I had never even cleaned a ba- I'd never cleaned a bathroom in my house, house before. Right, right. <laughs> and they're like, "Go clean this up." And I was like, "This is something that I'm not prepared to do with my <laughs> life." Get me the hazmat suit. <laughs> so yeah, it was just oh man. Since we, I, I'm not jealous of that happening. No. Since we went there, I had a very similar st- story at Perkins as well. Mine might be a little worse, but it did teach me the value of a good manager. And so a customer had diarrhea, but they didn't realize it until they they, they were in the booth when it started. No. Okay. Oh no! And so there was a trail. So when you said booth, at first I thought it was like, oh, like the cubicle in the bathroom. And then I realized no, no. Like, you're at a restaurant that has booths. Oh, you're the, carpeting there, don't you? They did. Oh. <laughs> and so what? the manager came back and got me, oh, and there was just a trail no. from the booth no. to the bathroom. Was, where it, the, was it on the smoking or non-smoking side? It was on the non-smoking. Okay, side. Okay, so at least it's not the longest possible trail. No, it wasn't the longest possible oh. trail. But you know, so you know that divider. It was in yeah. those rows of booths. Oh, there. so it's still a pretty. Pretty decent haul. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was from there all the way to the bathroom. And it was the same thing. Like, it's carpet and it's wet. I don't. I'm sure that stank to high. Oh, it did. And so (laughs) the manager came and got me. Eat your pancakes, and all of a sudden you get this. Oh, was there a radius of free meals around this? There was. Absolutely. There was. And they moved people. That were in the proximity to the smoking was side. Was this an older person or a young? Like, I mean, it was. It's not applicable to the story. Someone had a bad luck experience. Okay. And um, and that happened. But yeah. my manager came and got me, and they said, "Come here, we need you to clean this." So they showed me, and I looked, and I'm like, "You know, you're kidding, right?" And they said, "No," but then they said, "I'm going to help you." So we cleaned it together. Was this uh, HB? 
Uh, Tony. Oh, okay. Tommy. Oh, Tommy. Tommy. Okay. Super nice. It was Tommy. I really like her. HB worked there when you worked there, right? HB absolutely worked okay. there. HB was awesome, but it was Tommy working that okay. night. So it was me and Tommy. She's super nice, isn't she? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's the one who's been there like a thousand years, yes. right? Yeah. yeah she's yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, she's yeah. awesome. So her and I cleaned it. So we started with a mop, Ugh. and we mopped up what we could. And then we got, like, scrubbies. Like, not... Wait. Sponge scrubbies, but plastic bristled scrubs. Yeah. So yeah, you had to like get down your like hands and knees and, and scrub yeah, and that? Like get it out of the carpet. Oh, I would have vomited. I can't even clean up after Oliver without getting a little. I wasn't going to tell the story because there's so, poop involved. Th- this, is the, like, this is the instant demonetization of our entire channel. <laughs> 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 I'm going to have to put up a warning in front of this. It's like for the, next, for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> Do not listen to us. <laughs> okay, well, let's continue. Hey, well, art with imitates dear, life, yeah, right? Dear, you know? dear audio listeners, we apologize sincerely <laughs> from the bottom of our hearts for having put you through those I'm horrible sorry. stories. So, okay, just oh can, no, bear with me. Oh no, no! It's, it's still going. <laughs> we went from this first was, okay, to okay. poop. This isn't this isn't as bad. It's actually funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so no. I had another another complaint. I was a patient complaint. Another customer complaint. So we used to have the taco salads with salsa, right? Yes. So I had a customer come up and tell me, and she was like, "I just got sick off your taco salad. I threw up in the bathroom." And I was like, "Okay, you're not gonna get sick off of our taco salad that fast. Like yeah, instantaneously. T- There's right. a little bit of time that it takes. Right. It takes about 24 hours typically for food food poison to kick in." Anyway, I went to the bathroom. It looked like she had peeled open the salsa cup and poured it around the toilet seat. I was like, you gotta be kidding. Couldn't even do the decency of pouring it in the toilet. <laughs> Seriously. And one more. Okay. So, can, can I go put a story in between these yes, two stories? Yes, go ahead. So, t- speaking of scamming people. So I oh, worked. so many scams. So, you worked at Wendy's for 11 years, which is longer than I've worked anywhere, but the closest one I've got. I worked at a gas station, which Jeremy worked at, I did. at for a short for period quite, of time. Yeah, a couple years, a year or two. But I worked there for eight years, So and I worked mm-hmm. midnight, so I got to experience the, uh, the, the, the widest breadth of types of people that exist. Amen. And uh, there's the first time I was ever named in a lawsuit. <laughs> Somebody had come in. And uh, upon looking back at the tapes, I'll give you some context at the end, but uh, I'll just give you the play-by-play as I experienced it. It's busy. It's right around midnight time, so it's like people are still going out for the evening and stuff. It's a weekend. And uh, somebody drops a glass bottle of, like, tea or something, one of the the glass bottle beverages. Yep. I'm like, ugh, super, because you're you're there by yourself. Right. Now you have a wet floor and broken glass scenario. Yes. (laughs) So I do what I know I'm supposed to do. I get the mop bucket and I block one end of the aisle. I get uh, the wet floor sign and some other stuff blocked the other end so nobody can intentionally get in to that aisle Mm -hmm. because there's broken glass and liquid and stuff everywhere. And then as I get opportunity, I'm like sweeping up the glass and get the glass out of there. So now it's just wet. It needs to be mopped. So then finally, in between all these people, I get it all mopped up, but I do, like, a really heavy, wet mopping thing to get all, like, the sticky, sugary bits off the ground. Yeah. As soon as I get done doing that, I still have it all blocked off. Somebody comes in, and I'm standing in the in the aisle. Somebody comes in, and he's like, oh, my, he has, like, his daughter with him or something, like, traveling or whatever. And she just wanted, like, this particular candy bar. That's the whole reason they stopped, is to get whatever. And I'm standing right next to it, so it's like, I'll just grab it for you, and then we'll ring you up. So I'm reaching to grab it, and then I... <laughs> I hear uh, the sound of, like, shoes squeaking on the ground coming from the other side. So, like, I'm 
if I'm on one end of the aisle looking at this guy, this guy mm-hmm. is like the way that I'm not looking on the far end. And so I turn and I look and I see what looks like a dude that is like squeaking his shoes, like trying to make the noise and then just sort of like flops down and sits. And oh I was like, and I look at him and he looks at me. And, like, we just, like, look at each other for a second, and then he's like, oh, my back! And I was like, no! no Immediately, and then the dude next to me, like, looks at the dude, and is just like, you know, and I'm like, I was like, I'll be right with you. Then I'm, like, trying to, like, you can't admit faults or anything. One of the first things they teach you in any of these places, like, all you can do is offer to, like, call an ambulance and ask if they're okay. Well, here's the thing. You put out the wet floor signs, too, so He had had to walk around the thing to to do, so... The particular aisle configuration as this was set up, and Jeremy will remember this, so oh, there's yeah. the two ends of the aisle, but mm-hmm. they're, they're, one of the two sides of the aisle was broken into two sections, so you could cut into the middle of it if you wanted to, which was also <laughs> blocked off. Mm-hmm. But he had to walk around the thing, and that's like, and he got around it and then started making the, the things, and then like did the, oh no, I slipped thing. And when you um, watch back the footage, not only do you see him faking that, but you also see earlier he was in with somebody else that dropped the thing. No. So what? he set up the whole scenario. Oh my. To try and do the thing. So like so like he tried suing the store for injuries and stuff. So like we had called the ambulance, he got taken away, all this stuff. And then so he named the store as a as a somebody in this lawsuit to try and get money, and they named me for a supposed negligence. And oh when he, and for for months, I'm getting phone calls from the company lawyer and insurance adjusters and all these people who, for weeks, didn't even look at the security footage. Like if you look at the footage, right? There's absolutely this guy has zero freaking case, right? And after about that amount of time, it's like details get hard to remember, right? So and they keep on asking the same questions. Like, look, I'm just and I was like, I'm just going to defer to the statement and the my written statement and what I said. That's your smart. Absolutely. You know, it's like yeah. I'm not going to. I was like, I can't give you any more detail than I would have been able to give you on the first t- first right. time. Right. Well, we yeah, talked. and as time goes on, like you said, things are going to become fuzzy. So if they catch you saying something even slightly different, oh. they'll be like, Oh, yeah, no, are exactly. You lying? No, that's and that's the exact thing. And I knew like. I was like, I'm not going to give this guy any opportunity to try and screw us over. Right. Why didn't they look at the footage? Like, well, no, no. It was the thing. Like, the internally, deal. like, so, like, the, like. The prosecutors don't get to look at the footage until, or, like, the, the, the plaintiff's lawyers probably. The, the, until it gets, until it gets brought into, um, until you get to the part where you can actually start bringing evidence in, nobody can see any of the stuff. They just get the written statements of what people yes. said. Okay. And then, so what's fun, though, on the flip side of that is all of these stories are happening about how the guy came in to get a candy for his daughter and then there was broken glass and water and he slipped. And then the defense gets to be like, boom, lays down the video, which completely contradicts <laughs> everything that happened. Yeah. So that's what's kind of funny. It's, it's, you keep it in your back pocket for, you know, a, a rainy day. So, so the whole thing was orchestrated. Yeah, from, from the very lot, beginning. Like, but it was just something that from the second it happened, I knew that, like this is going to be a pain in my butt. For the next forever. I can't. Oh, it's so frustrating. And, and, because, and I worked midnights, too. So I'd be getting calls at like 930 in the morning when people right. are in their normal business hours. Yeah. It'd be tantamount to calling somebody at 230 in the morning that works right. a normal shift. And it's like, so I'd miss a lot of these calls and they'd get angry and I'd try and call them back. And it's just like all this back and forth. And it was a nightmare. And I was getting accused of like trying to dodge a thing. It's like, I work freaking midnights, dude. Yeah. Right. That's it's And that was... Um, so I worked there for about a year and a half. I worked weekend midnights and then I switched over to full time. And this is what, when I was transitioning from being the weekend guy to working full time midnight. So it was like one of the last regular weekends I was going to be working. 
Oh. And before I switched over and I was like, they're going to fire me now. Oh, right. That's <laughs> crazy. And yeah, it was just so that and the long story of somebody also trying to scam us and how big. Of, and, the, and it happened. There's a dude that claimed he slipped outside on ice when there was no ice. And then we had yeah. evidence of that. And it's the exact same thing. It was just like months of dealing with phone calls with lawyers and people investigating it. And like by that time, it's like I had everybody there write down their statements and put their names and phone numbers and stuff like that. So right. we had all this corroborating yeah. evidence to the story of what actually happened. Right. And like, and the dude was wearing moccasins, which you know, no traction whatsoever. In the middle of February, right? So, and it, sorry, I'm telling more stories of the thing, but so no, back to your scam story. So I was gonna. It wasn't a scam story. It so was a story to, I was gonna tell. So the one lady poured down salsa for a free salad. <laughs> your oh, person yeah, pre-orchestrates, okay. the, you know, bottle throwing and slipping, and I just hate the fact that it wasted wasted the emergency ambulances time, the right. police's time, you know, lawyers and courts and a, a judge who does a lot of work to get to where they're at. Has to sit and then, you know. Listen to that garbage. Listen yeah. to that. So yeah. fortunately, by the time, like, so once it got to the judge, that's when it got thrown out. Because that's when he can right. do a preponderance of the evidence and be like, there's no grounds to move forward to the civil mm-hmm. trial at this time. Mm-hmm. Have a nice day. <laughs> Drops the mic. Drops the gavel. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so you, you did have another funny Wendy story? Sorry. Well, okay. So I was going to tell one story. <clears throat> but uh, talking about that made me think about um, one time we had... Uh, a guy used to work at Wendy's, um, and he he came in just plastered, absolutely wasted, drunk, and he came in and he was he was talking to my friend and I, and um, he kept on saying, "Oh, don't call the cops. I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine. Don't call the cops." And so he's going like he he hung out inside with us for probably a good twenty minutes, and then he started to walk outside, slipped off the curb. You know, like mm. our little three-inch curb, you know. Yeah. And the ones that have always been there. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> He's just slipping around and everything. And um, and my friend and I were like, you know, we're so close to Highway 33. We're like, we don't want him walking out there and getting hit by a car. So we call the cops to come and pick him up. We're like, honestly, it's not an emergency. We just don't want this guy getting killed, you know, because mm. he's super drunk. So the cops come, and they try to take him away nicely. And, of course, like I said, he is toasted. And so it gets to the point where they have to grab him, throw him to the ground, <laughs> handcuff him, and whip him into the back of the of this. Because it's for your own safety. Yeah. <laughs> but that's Stop what, resisting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the poor, like, the guy, I mean, totally toast. I'm sure he spent, like, the night in the detox or whatever, but uh, he was absolutely <laughs> wasted. Jeez. Just one of the most, uh, it's one of the most just funny stories or whatever, silly funny stories that stuck in my mind is when I worked at the gas station. It was the same thing. One of the things that annoyed me were drive-offs. People driving away with gas. Well, can't, don't you get the, their license number? Well, so here's how this works. <laughs> here's how this works. <laughs> we're about Chris, to be told. Chris can attest to this. Oh, my goodness. Nine times out of ten or maybe 75% of the time, I don't know, you're working and then you look and there's gas that's not paid for and that's the that's the end of it. It's like something yeah. happened and it's just they were sneaky, they pulled up, they got gas and they took off. How can you live with yourself? Like And so yeah, and so I'll, I'll, I'll say this, of the, of the 100% of drive-offs, I'd say it's a 50-50 split between intentional and oops. That's the other thing. So and, uh, 
but the way that they happen, you can't be expected. I know some people that worked there that would write down every single license plate number and everything. You can't do anything except for watch the pumps and run the register. Then. Right. And you're expected to do other duties while you're there. Yes, so it's like, in, I'll, you let, I'll let a tank of gas run away so I don't get yelled at literally every day right. for not getting my stuff done. Right. That and was the choice I made. And they right. have an acceptable number of, you know, not necessarily daily, like it's, but they'll have, like, they're willing to put up with a couple drive offs a week or whatever to mm-hmm. just because it's the so, to do a business. Was, what's, what is the markup for like? It's not much. For fuel, it's not much. It, it, it's anywhere from a loss to maybe a few cents a gallon profit. It's okay, a loss so leader to get you in the door to buy a Snickers bar. Yeah, I was exactly. going to say. So basically, their profit comes from the convenience like, okay. of all of food. the Yeah, you, you, yeah, you buying an $8 bottle of Advil it makes up for the losing 50 gallons of gas. So how many, how many people would you say actually come in to purchase? It was more. It was more a long time ago. I think more pay at the pump is right. becoming more and more pom- common now. But yeah, um, man, I would say they're. I'd say twenty percent of our customers didn't even buy gas. They just come in for stuff. Yeah, oh, right. that's true okay. too. People okay. don't come in for well, the pumps I mean, at all. Yeah, we just stopped at Holiday. Yeah, and just yeah, and just, just you know to get to get to, to get the drinks and stuff. But anyway, okay, so drive offs. <laughs> so here is what was annoying. <laughs> Sorry. So first off, if you do catch a drive off and you do put their license plate number with it and you do contact the police, sometimes the police have more important things, so they don't take right. it. They don't prioritize it all that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but really, all they can do is if they do catch them, they can't prosecute them because they can't prove guilty or innocence with all the information they've been given. They can just ask them, sir, did you realize you didn't pay for your gas? And then the people, oh, I didn't. Oh, I oh, didn't. Goodness and then they head me. back yep. and they pay for the gas. That's as far as it got. Or they'll but, say they're going to head back and pay for it and just leave. Yeah, exactly. So one of the most annoying stories was, is I had that, that feeling, that premonition that somebody was going to drive off. Pump eight. Facing the road, like they pulled up in a way so that yep. they, you know they're going to be ready to, to to take off. And so, the, I want to use the pump number. So you and I know exactly I the know, geography. Yeah, I knew, yeah it's, it's the true. farthest pump away from. Well, you. see, I just know the details are vivid. It's the one furthest away from the glass. Yeah, we used to have binoculars. Yep, and you could look through the binoculars what? to get the pump number to get the license plate number. Jeremy's just like. Well, yeah. no. So it was. They were the jankiest binoculars <laughs> in the universe. <laughs> the little toy ones you get, the, like a Tappy Meal box not or something. Much better than those, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so I just was so frustrated because I just this guy's at pump eight, and I'm like, it was a slow night, so I had plenty of time to watch him, and so I was just, I was just watching him, and he looks at me, he looks at his car, he doesn't break eye contact with me, he keeps pumping, he puts the gas away, all while looking at me. Gets in his car and just takes off. And I'm like, <laughs> you jerk. You oh jerk. Gosh. And it was like, <clears throat> I couldn't get his plate from yeah, the, how the, far the, he was, you know, and the well, way that's that, at a weird angle, too. Like, so it's not like the pumps are in line with the window, it, they come at each other at an angle. So if you're on the one end, yeah. on pump one and two end, those were prepay only because you couldn't see them. You literally couldn't see them, yeah, and from then, the glass. On the other oh. far side, the pump eight one, there's no way you would ever be able to see a license plate if they're pulled up the right way. Right. Interesting. And so it was just, it was just so frustrating to me. And I remember it just sticking in my mind because it's like I made like we made eye contact. We had a moment, and it's like this is going down. He's not paying for this. He never had intention to pay it's for the like gas. It's like the Floyd story, not breaking eye contact. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's what it was. We just we locked eyes, and it was like I felt completely and utterly helpless. There was absolutely nothing I could do. I that walked out the door and been like, hey, how's it going tonight? You know. <laughs> but it's like you can't leave the store unattended yeah, and you can't get like yep. you can't and you you know 
if you go out and you're alone, they could kidnap. You don't know what happens. Like, there's a whole bunch of liabilities. Yeah. yeah, they'd rather lose a tank of gas than a person. Right. True that. And so that was just, oh, we had people. Story. I'm sure at, at McDonald's, too, we, we'd have people drive off without paying for their food. Like, there'd be a miscommunication between the first and second window. First first window wouldn't get it, so they drive forward mm-hmm. and then leave without their food. And then the next person would be like, oh, your total is twenty five sixty nine. What? What? Uh, yeah. I got a that double. St- I got a double. St- I got a frosty. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's the lady in her massive pickup truck. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want my hot nuggets for none of nonsense. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> I just want to say right now, Wendy's nuggets best fast food. Oh, they're they're so good. And I like and they're the best food. value yeah. too. Yeah, they are ridiculous. Have you ever found feathers? Feathers? No. In your nuggets. Is so, this a thing? So we, we I'm, gonna t- I'm retracting my previous statement. <laughs> Burger King nuggets? <laughs> <laughs> so there there were a couple times when I worked there. We would sneak nuggets once in a while. I'm sure you guys did at McDonald's. Well, I fried oh, donuts and we got nuggets, free donuts whatever, when we worked you know? at the bakery. Quick side story. My favorite. So we had what were called courtesy breaks. And mm-hmm. that's what you could you could take like a minute, step away from the line, get something to drink or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So as a joke, uh, some of the people would say, it was like, oh, we're going to have a nugget courtesy or whatever, and you grab a nugget or whatever. <laughs> but my favorite version of that was I grab a piece of bacon and a nugget and a piece of cheese and wrap yes. it up. Oh, so good. We used to do that, too. Uh, I mean, I never took food when I worked at Floyd. Yeah, no, right? <laughs> what? Well, so, but no, like, we would steal the nuggets. and every- Oh, now you steal the nuggets. I mean, you would be gifted. We, we, we'd have a courtesy nugget. We'd, we'd have, have a courtesy, courtesy nugget. Every once in a while, we'd have a courtesy nugget. <laughs> but I think twice in the 11 years I worked there, a fe- one of my coworkers pulled a feather out of a nugget. It's a numbers at that point. I've heard stories, like Buffalo Wild Wings in particular. Not, I love Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, B-dubs is amazing. I will, I will not say that this has stopped me from going there, but I've heard <laughs> stories and seen pictures of some pretty messed up Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, wild I'm wings. sure. So I understand it's a mass process. Every now and then, sometimes the safety features don't kick in. It's not like it's going to kill you as long as you see it before you go. Bleh. Jared looks right. grossed out over there. He's like, world of wings. Do we want to, do we want to end on us? I, I, I think it's about time for us to wrap this up. We, oh, is it really? We, oh we, my we, We've been going for 53 minutes. Do we want to end on one really, 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 really gross story? I. And we're going to do a hard cut. Like Carol will do her tagline and then that's it. So oh, you're going to tell the story. She's going to say, may the forest be with you. And then oh we're just going to cut the blood. Yep, that's it. All right. I was once eating a bag of sh- cheese out of a shredded cheese bag and I got a fingernail. Oh, may the forest be with you. 